Hey, thanks so much for joining us on the Civil Church Podcast Backstage. Said that a little backwards, but that's okay. We got two special guests joining us. Actually, three special guests. Evan is not here, but that's okay. John is with me with Joel Burris and Cliff Tupper, our crew chief and our racing champion. They do a little dirt track racing. They do a little go-kart racing for Simple Church. They're also talking about life groups. That's way more important than that. So check it out. Listen today. Oh, that's better than I do it. Yeah, I know. I've heard yours. Oh, yeah. It's I've like, listened to some of the podcasts. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of painful to listen to when Wow, yeah, painful. That's harsh. Jeez. Yeah. It's good to be back. Welcome back, John. Yes. Yes, this is a special podcast. Evan is not with us. Right. Thank you. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. But no, we have two... Racing legends with us in the Simple Church. We do. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Joel Burris right here, who is the winning team captain for Team Simple Church in the go-kart racing event. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) What? Team captain? I couldn't think of the word. Oh, my gosh. It's called a crew chief. Sorry, crew chief. My bad. (laughs) Wow. My bad. Yep. It's awesome to be here. And you're the only winning Crew chief, correct? Yeah. Well, yes. Our team's First only place. won one time. That's so. right. It took us eight <laughs> years. <laughs> but we'll get into that in a minute. And then yeah. we have the driver extraordinaire, Cliff Tupper. Hello, hello. Yes. yes. That's me. He is so happy to be here. He is excited. I yes. am excited. <laughs> yeah, so basically, basically what we have in this room right here is simple racing excellence here. Yes. Yeah. For, which, those, for the listener that doesn't know, right. this is very important. There is a simple racing that's part of the church. Yes. And it goes back, the history on it is it all started with go-kart racing at the Bipsy 100. Bossier Parish Community College had a charity race. Both of these guys have been involved in it. Joel is a crew chief, as you've mentioned, the only championship crew chief that we've ever had. Matter of fact, the trophy's (laughs) in the back of my truck right now. I went to go get it so we can put it on display at the shop. And then Cliff raced in the Bipsy race as a driver which led to us meeting him and formed another part of Simple Racing, which is dirt track racing. That's correct. And, uh, Cliff, how long have you been dirt track racing? All right, so probably a total of about 11 years. Started in 2005 to 2007. Yep. Then I had about a six-year layoff and then came back in 2013 to current. That's awesome. Wow. And uh, this is really exciting news. So, that was what was that class called when we first got involved with? When you we guys? first started, we were in limited modifieds or right. sport mods. Right, and one of my favorite memories of that class is the one we did right around Father's Day, where we went out on a Saturday night and we filmed you guys, and you actually won that. The night. trophy dash. Yeah, it yeah. was cool. It was funny. I think we were one two. <laughs> I think Cody yeah. finished second. Yeah, you were. That's right. And, and what my favorite memory about that night is you would think Justin won the race from his reaction. Yeah, I thought he was going <laughs> to knock me down on that chest bump there. <laughs> Right. And he's not even a race fan, but everybody loves winning. So that was awesome. And now you've shifted to something called late crates. Crate late model. Right, which is a different class. It's new last year to the area. To this area. Very popular on the East Coast. Right. And uh, so that kind of cutting your teeth on that right now. Mm. Very exciting news, though, for the listener. Anybody that listens probably have heard of the town Bristol, Tennessee. Tennessee. Right. Well, in NASCAR world. The big news is they're putting dirt on Bristol this year. For the second time. For the second time ever. Ever. 
Wow. And the Simple Racing.tv Late Crate Cliff Tupper Driven. <laughs> I was wondering where he was Sponsored by. It's going to be it's going to be running we will on that be dirt. At Bristol. Yes. 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 That's awesome. Yay. That's exciting. So. We'll, but we'll be in conjunction with about 165 other cr- uh, crate late models. That's awesome. Dude. In conjunction with in conjunction with. I like that. Yes. But you won't be driving. Maybe. We'll see. <gasps> yeah. See, when I talked to him last time, he said he wasn't, but now yeah, I like I like maybe. that vagueness. I like We'll know more on the 26th how the yes. driving goes. Yeah, because oh. on the 26th is the first practice at Boot Hill, that's right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah that's so your normal track where you race. You're, you're practicing Sorry. at Boot Hill for Bristol? Negative. No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got to get – it's called shaking the rust off, son. Uh, You've been in the off season. You need to watch Days of Thunder. Okay? Yeah, sure. I've seen Days of Thunder. Watch it again. Not it's been recently. a while probably. Though. Yeah. <laughs> you need to revisit that. Yeah. But, Sorry. So when Sorry. does the Boot Hill yeah. season start? Because that's what the listener would be able to actually participate in. So the 27th, I believe, is the first night at, at Boot Hill. So we'll practice on the 26th, first race. 27. Awesome. And then I think the week after that is the Ronnie Adams Memorial. Gotcha. So it, for the listener, if you have not been out there ever or in a while, do yourself a favor and go out there because Simple Church is out there now. Yes. And running in the late crate class. So, and it's a cool paint scheme. It's Simple Church on the quarter panels. Cars bright. look great. Yeah, it yeah. just pops on the track. It's beautiful. So uh, <laughs> it's true. I can't help it. Sorry, awesome. Cliff, Cliff's making me laugh. I apologize. Yes. So, all right, so that's Cliff Tupper. Joel Burris, yep. going back to legacies. Mm, legacy. Whenever it's this is kind of a funny, ironic moment because this very building that we're filming the podcast in, recording the podcast, is the first place I met Joel. Really? Burris. Yes. Did not know that. Yeah. Technically, we went to lunch first, but we came here to show him. We actually stored the go-karts in this building. At that time. I know that's ironic, but this is where we stowed all the racing stuff. And uh, Keith Rhodes, a new Joel, because Keith was a booster for the band. And he said, I got a guy that can help us win. Keith was a driver for the go-karts. So Joel comes over and looks at the equipment. I'd never met him before. And he laughs now, he said, because (laughs) I gave him the code, gave him keys, gave him keys to the trailers. And I said, do what you got to do to win. He said, you don't even know me. I nope. said, well, if Keith knows you, I know you're good. Aww. And then awesome. kind of the rest is history. So yeah. tell us a little about that journey for you as a, as the race championship winner. Well, it doesn't seem like that long ago. And, um, you know, <laughs> I remember when Keith approached me and, you know, you said that he was a, a uh, he was my band booster president. I am actually an assistant band director for Houghton High School. And so, you know, his kids went through my band program. So that's kind of how, you know, we met each other. And then just he knew that I was a big NASCAR fan. And, you know, I don't – the only really racing experience that I have um, other than just following that sport is I used to race BMX as a kid. So – and I would work. (laughs) As a 12-year-old, I was working, you know, just jobs to get parts – you know, money for parts for the bike. And so, anyway, just – I've always just kind of had a – been – loved watching racing and grew up watching days of thunder a lot but anyway so he knew i liked that and he knew that i had some small engine actually pretty extensive small engine background he's like well i think you can help because we just use a little tecumseh engine on that all right right so he's like i'm looking for a crew chief you know we're looking for a crew chief and i'm like well i don't i don't know how much i can help you but I'll, (laughs) i'll give it a shot so yeah we uh 
you know, got hooked up. I met you. We had some IHOP, and uh, you brought me over here, and, and like you just said, so it was kind of just, you know, take them and do what you need to do with them. So a lot of collaboration between me and uh, Keith bringing me up to speed on that, and then so I think I got to be involved in it with three years before it finally shut down. So Right, and the quick history lesson on how big a deal it is to bring Joel in and other players because a lot more people got involved before it was over with. I was the original crew chief, which was a bad mistake. (laughs) I'm a lot of things, but a crew chief slash captain Mm. is not one of them. Uh, It turned out that the best thing that I was good at was providing resources and money and finding talent to put these teams together. That was kind of where I needed to be. So what Joel did for us, we went – the first year we ever ran there, we finished like 11th place. Out of of (laughs) how many, you know, 20 cars. Okay. That's what I was thinking. 12. No, that would be the next year. The year after that, which was 2011, I actually wasn't at the race because my mom had passed away, and the funeral was that weekend. So we had somebody else in my spot as crew chief, and we got disqualified for cheating. Yep. (laughs) And we finished dead last for that reason. So that was was a bad (laughs) year. Uh, yeah, so then then J- Joel comes on pretty soon after that, and we kind of went eighth, fifth, and we just kind of climbed our way through the ranks until 2016. We finally won the thing, which for me, like as a guy, much like yourself, I didn't really compete a lot in stuff as a young person. But I can remember as that race was winding down, I believe Keith Rhodes was behind the wheel right, of the car. Was. And I remember being so – anxious that something was going to go wrong. And I know, Cliff, you can relate as a driver. When you're on that last couple of laps, you're in the lead, you hear everything. Everything, yes. Yeah, something's fixing to break. Caution's coming out. Caution's something's fixing, fixing to fly. To happen, yeah. I mean, I remember thinking all of that, and I'm just standing in the pits. And uh, I remember just could not wait for it to be over so we could actually say we won the thing, and we did. So, And you, you gained a nickname – <laughs> from your talents as a crew chief, what is that nickname? Uh, I, well, which one? <laughs> You've given me quite a few of those over the years. Yeah, the one I'm thinking of is Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Jedi Joel. And, Jedi uh, Joel. And so I don't know. I, I mean, I am a Star Wars fan. So yeah. And um, but uh, I don't know if that's where you. You just all of a sudden you just said it, and I was like, hey. Well, the reason I said so- it is because. To me, the way you work on a car and make it work, it's like Jedi mind power is happening. <laughs> so that's where I got that from. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, the first year I think was 2015, yeah. and you know I, I had the 17 car and the 71 car, uh-huh. and then so you know I did I set up both those cars, and it was my first year, so you know I had the rule book, and you know just kind of. Well, we got done with that year. I think that the 17 finished fifth and the 71 finished second. That's right, with the last lap pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It wasn't real clean pass. And, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, that's racing. Rubbing you race racing. for you, well, you right. race for a win, right? You know, that's it. So, and, then, uh, so, <laughs> and then the next year I knew, I knew that the 17 car had the better chassis and the 71 car had the better engine. Uh-huh. And then you gave me the go-ahead and said, put that engine on that car it's like if that's what you want and i'm like i'll do it i'll leave him the same you know uh-huh. it's like it might upset some people and he's like doesn't matter that's where i come in <laughs> yeah that's, so and, i was just doing what the what the top guy said and thank goodness exactly. you did yes because the team that we 
past, and I'm using quotations, <laughs> the year before, had it out for us that year. <laughs> yes, they did. And they m- took out the wrong car. They yeah. did. So the way the story goes, it is. I'm so glad you brought it up because my favorite number is 17. So I had a I had an undeniable partiality to that number out of all. We ended up having four cars before it was all said and done that yeah. we were affiliated with. So, yes, I wanted the good motor on the number I like. <laughs> but also, we actually switched bodies, too, yes. the year after that, because we knew retaliation was coming. So we put that 71 body on the worst chassis we That's had. right. <laughs> and first lap of practice, they did exactly what we anticipated, and they wiped that car out. And I just chuckled inside because they didn't know that they wiped out the wrong chassis. Yeah, it wasn't even the same drivers either. Nope. So they're kind of like, well, what was up with that? That's, where, that's <laughs> where the Jedi mind powers come in. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, well, that second year, just having the first year, you know, experience is everything. So yep. seeing how it works, seeing how the tech worked and all that stuff. And so the, in the next year, you know, it was more than just taking that engine off. The, the cart uh, that I brought back was set up completely different. Yep. You know, the instead of having keeping the seat in the center of the car, I kind of offset it to one side because there were more left turns and there were right turns. So, hey, let's make it have the advantage on the left turns and they were sharper and then so you know you do stuff like that with you just the you know I looked and studied the rule books on wheel width in the front and the back and I mean I was out as far as I could go and I remember rolling through tech and you know his minions that he had (laughs) (laughs) um, were like oh your wheelbase is way too wide and I was like "Mm, purse you know rule book it says this and of course the head tech guy was like yep that's right and he came over and Got out his official tape measure and took the measurement. Said your wife's like I. And he looked at me. And he goes, "I see what you've done here, and I'm okay with it." So he knew that I had been oh, yeah. messing with things, and that cart was was impressive that year. And that was 2016. That's the year we won it. <clears throat> that was the year we won it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I when I picture and for the listener, I hope you can relate to this. But Days of Thunder, I picture Robert Duvall. <laughs> When he's in the barn and he's building that car, and I can picture Joel, like, at night when all of us are gone, he's talking to the go-kart. I'm going to build you real lean. I'm going <laughs> to stick your wheels as far out as they allow. I'm going to give you one extra centimeter of cubic inches in the engine we shipped off to Dallas to be special built that nobody knew about. <laughs> oh. I, and I just want to reiterate to anyone that's listening that doesn't know anything about it, these go-karts, <laughs> it sounds like they were really cool and really uh-huh. fast. I think max speed was 20. 21 yeah. miles per hour. Yeah. They were not fast. They were not cool hey, looking. Hey, I don't need that kind of negativity. No, I just want to, okay? but it's just funny. Because racing is racing. We say, we, uh, I was there. I was on the team. You all, were. From the beginning, and we all took it so serious. But yeah, I look it back is on serious. it now, and I'm like. I got a trophy to show for it. So well, it's a uh, you know speed. Is, <laughs> speed is relative. It don't matter what you're racing. So you know if it's two snails, I mean somebody's got, gonna win. Yeah, that's right. So I mean yeah. that's speed fast is, for them. That's true. When you're rolling down the side of a cliff in a jeep, all speed is yeah, very relative. Yeah, so right. you know what makes fast cars fast? Slow cars. You know so. Oh. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, so that's that's good. Mm. But that's cool. So, all of that to be said, the reason why we're doing this podcast today is it's the start of NASCAR race season. This is Speed Weeks in Daytona, yeah. and I wanted to make sure that we have a podcast that is culturally relevant oh. to the racing scene. But the real reason we wanted to talk today was about Life Group, because it's also the kickoff of Life Group season at church. It is. And what's neat about all of us sitting around this table, as you mentioned, Scott, we've all been a part of Simple Racing. 
but we're also all a part of Life Group. And I just want to take a couple of minutes real quick to hear from these guys, because you got listeners out there that are on the fence on this whole Life Group deal. Like, what's the big deal? I keep <laughs> hearing about it. Why should I care? So uh, whichever one of you guys wants to jump in there first, why should somebody consider even being a part of a Life Group? Uh, I mean, for me, um, God was telling me that I needed uh, to make a change to look for something new, and uh, that, that happened at World of Wheels for me. When I ran into old Blakey, and uh-huh. we talked and talked and talked, and he mentioned the Life Group deal, and uh, that was the beginning of uh, developing 15 new great friends, you know, so uh, it's been pretty awesome for me. All right, so Cliff, so you know, now you've, you've been in the Life Group for a while now. What does it do for you, like, on a week-to-week basis? What, what, how does it help you? Oh, my gosh. Um, the biggest thing for me, I think, is just uh, having 15 guys that are that would do anything for you. Right. And bend over backwards for you. And um, that's just important. I didn't have that in my life for a long time, I think. I didn't have that best friend. You know, you get married and you move apart, you lose sure. your friends, you know, and uh, that's what, that's what that's it, cool. you know, it's done for me. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, Joel, for you, I know that, you know, you kind of – came into the life group again, relationships again from, because when Simple Racing first started, that life group didn't exist. Right. And credit to Sammy San Angelo, where we actually hold the life group, he jokingly said one day, he said, I'm going to build a shop house that's big enough, you know, to house a life group one day. This was a couple years before he ever built it. And I'm like, you build it and we will build a group to come there. So he built it and he didn't really believe it was going to happen. So when he got the shop house built, which is more house than shop, it's awesome. No. It's every man's dream. Well, no, I think you've got that backwards. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, shop than it. house. More yeah, shop. there you yeah. go. More shop than house. My bad. Yeah. Every man's dream. More shop than house. And we actually started meeting there. And, you know, so, Joel, when we started meeting there, like, for you, what what does it do for you? Like, how does it help? Um, well, you know, the, the – well, first off, let me just say this. I'm going to give a shout-out to Scott real fast because I think it's really cool. You know, he was part of – I guess is part of our life group, and now he's venturing off and doing your thing. And I hear that's going good. So – but I, I miss you at ours. So I hope oh, one day you come back and visit. But, uh, yeah, it just uh, – man, life group. I, I look at it, and I've been involved with the, with the church now, volunteering with you on Sundays for, you know, quite probably, what, four or five years now. I don't know. It goes by real fast. And – and uh, to me, I'm starting to realize that the life group part is the more important part of all of it. I love volunteering, and I love all the do-good stuff, but, you know, and that's great, and, and we all should do that. But when you need to work on yourself, the life group is really, really what, you know, gets you really thinking about yourself. And, you know, when you start thinking about yourself – it's a lot easier when you go do those do good projects or you serve on Sunday that you're that you're bringing your best, you know, and it's not a fake best. It's you know it's what God's working on in your heart, and so for me, you know, and I mean I'm I'm not even close to where I I want to be, but you know I just I feel like that without that I wouldn't be where I am right now, you know, as far as in my uh, my work career and my you know my marriage and. Um, and just in my relationship with God. So That's it's cool. been key. That's cool. Yeah, and I think about, Cliff, you know, you said one aspect that is a big part of even the name 
because in most churches they're called Sunday school classes. Um, I've heard them called, you know, uh, discipleship courses or classes. But we call them life groups on purpose because by design it's supposed to be a group of people that do life together. That's essentially where the name comes from. And I agree with you, and I've said it a, a bunch of times, that it is, it is a group of people that I, I feel like I could call any of them 2 o'clock in the morning, they're going to answer, and they're going to do whatever they can to solve whatever problem I'm having at that moment. That is a rare thing to have in life. So that is awesome that that happens. And then, Joel, you bring in another aspect of it that I think people really don't realize that happens in a life group because they think it's really just a hangout. And, and that's okay. They, they think that it's a common interest or, you know, like with Scott's new group, it's off-road related and they go actually ride, you know, on a trail or whatever. But the real design of it, the whole point of it, really is the spiritual side of it. Right. It's the development and it sounds such like such like a heady word, like spiritual development, you know. <laughs> uh, believe me, we're not that smart. But, but what we know from God's word is, is that iron sharpens iron. So when we're sitting in these groups and we, and we do whatever lesson we've just watched and then we break into smaller groups, that's where the real conversation starts. You know, how are you doing? What does this lesson mean to you? How are you going to apply it this week? You know, what, what has happened in your life that can relate to that. And for me as a leader of it, when I drive away from there on a Wednesday night after we're done, it gives me just this great sense of satisfaction knowing that at least one time in the week we've gotten together and we're accountable to somebody else. Right. And we've and we've let somebody else speak into our lives. So and Scott, with you leading your group, I know being a new life group leader, mm. you know, you you've done exactly what we ask life groups to do, which is to multiply. And kind of create groups Be off fruitful. of groups. Be fruitful, right? So, uh, how awesome has it been for you to, to have been in this group for a long time, and then to go out and start your own? Tell us a little bit about that journey. Hmm. Awesome. That's not. Th- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, it's been fun. Uh, I miss definitely a lot of the guys. Uh, it's weird not going on places every Wednesday because my group doesn't meet every Wednesday. We're now meeting every other week. Uh, but no, it's been good. It's definitely different now that I'm a leader, right? Because now there's a whole different aspect to it. Because now I'm not just some guy just showing up to be with my buddies and talk. Sure. Now I'm like, oh yeah, let me find a, a resource. But the great thing about that is, is I just went to Amber and said, hey, I need help, and she has multiple resources. And so we picked some Andy Stanley stuff, and then now we're we're doing something a little different where we're actually using Sunday morning, like from Justin, because there's all these questions available now. But it's been really great to find. Because now it's it's even more niched because, of course, your group and this group was car guys, which I'm a car guy as well. But now we're into Jeeps and off-road stuff. But it's been great and it's been cool. fun. And we've been, of course, because we're new, we're still getting to know each other a little bit. And so we're not comfortable because this life group, how long have we meet? Like, Oh, my gosh. It seems it's like forever. Years. Yeah, this, this life group is definitely um, unique with the fact that I almost feel like it's year long. You know, we take some time off, you know, around Thanksgiving, around Christmas. And, right. you know, and I think, you know, we just fired back up in February, but we'll go through the summer and we don't take really a lot of time off. I think this year, you know, especially with COVID and everything, we might have just taken a little bit more time off. But, um, you know, for the for the most part, 
that's what I loved about this life group because it allows you to get to know people, you know, a lot better. I've been in other life groups where it just felt like, you know, well, man, it, the semester just got started and it's right. over. You had like six meetings and, yeah. and and nothing against those groups and, you know, keep doing that. And But I just always think that maybe they're supposed to blossom into something else to where people start just, you know, keep keep on because they're important. And for me, this has been the life group where I've gotten to just, you know, make a whole bunch of – you know, meet a whole bunch of great people. And, um, and so, and then we continue, um, to meet more just occasionally when a new person shows up and then you get to know that person and, right, you know, so, but there's a, there is a strong core in that group and, you know, so that's, you know, what's really been awesome. Yeah. And Scott, you brought up a good point. Uh, if, if you're out there and you're thinking, man, I don't know what group I would be a part of. Scott's a great example of if you have a, an idea of a group of people that you think would be awesome together, Amber can help you get started, and you can create this same environment we're describing. You don't have to go find and get in one that exists. You can start your yeah, own. And, and there's already so many groups. But Yeah, exactly right. Like my group, even though we're Jeeps, I mean, everyone in there owns a Jeep, and we, we just – Anybody that has any off-road vehicle at all, even if it's a four-wheeler or whatever, they're welcome. Of course, there's two people in the life group that don't have anything. Well, I mean, they have vehicles, but they <laughs> well, don't that, have. Well, that, that answered my question yeah. about because I thought the requirement for your group was you, you need to own a Jeep. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. And I was yes. like, my question was going to be what what size motor needs to be in it. Because I, <laughs> we, we accept all motors. So, in fact, so electric motors are good? So I can get like the power wheel edition motors. of the Jeep and yeah. be able to join well, your... So the two, the two <laughs> so. people that actually that don't have Jeeps, which is Layla and Scott, uh, they actually went and got Matchbox Jeeps. So they technically own a Jeep. Hey, so And we accept all kinds. So I'll be doing a V8 swap in my Jeep. So yeah. even a V8 is welcome. So That's even cool. Even a V8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mean even a V8. Even this is a America, man. Well, in Jeep culture, I don't know. Some people get a little mm. testy about that. So. Mm. Jeep had V8s at one time, historically. Yes. yes. If you want to go look, 304 V8 yes. and the CJ. So that's the information that nobody cares about except nope. for Jeep people. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry, I went <laughs> off on a tangent. Hey, that's all good. We're unique. That's right. So, uh, so going back to the life group here real quick. So I know one of the big fears for people listening would be how in the world do you break into one or you know in y'all's opinion was it difficult for you to be a part of this group how can you encourage anybody that it's not as hard as you thought or what was your thoughts on that and cliff i'd like to hear from you first like uh, for me it was pretty easy I, you know i knew blake uh went to school with blake so i had that connection and you know once a few weeks went by, and I started meeting other guys. Uh, right, we just it just fell right in. That's awesome. Yep. And Joel, how about you? Yeah, uh, I really don't remember. I mean, I'm I'm assuming I'm just going to assume that you know you said, hey, I got this life group, and you know you, you're welcome to come to it. So I started coming to it, and then of course you were probably telling me that well Scott comes to it, and I don't know if at the time if if Al Garza was coming to it, but he might have been. So I, well, I right. knew Al from the Bipsy stuff, and so. You know, um, and but I didn't know Sammy, and uh, you know Sammy today. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he he has my car at his house, and he, uh-huh. he's like, it's not in my way. And I think he really really likes to just keep it in his garage because people oh, come yeah. over and he claims it as his. And I'm like, hey, I mean, you can do that. <laughs> I don't care. You know, yes. it's out of my way for the for the time being while I'm doing some work in my you know 
garage at my house, but uh, right. Yeah, but just meeting him. I mean, I call Sammy. Sammy's probably you know I call, I try to call Sammy about once a week, and you know like when we weren't meeting for life group and just chat with him and you know just see what's going on. So you know he's he's became a, a really good friend of mine, and uh, so that's it's, cool. you just never know those people that you're just going to meet and just kind of connect with, and then you know they they change your heart and they change your world. So sure. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, just to kind of wrap it up here, I think that the thing that I want the listener to know is that life groups matter. They really do. As a guy that's been a part of a small group for as long as I can remember, whatever church I was involved in, and Joel, I think you said it best, it's the one place to where it gets personal. So if you're sitting in church, sometimes the message feels like it's aimed right at you. Uh, and I think God does it on purpose. Oftentimes, you know, the, the pastor or the preacher nails whatever you're going through. But unless you talk about that at home or you intentionally discuss that with somebody, it's just information going in. But when you get into these small group settings like a life group, you actually have the opportunity. You're not forced to. You don't have to discuss anything. But you have the opportunity to bounce whatever's going on in your life off of somebody else. And, uh, and it's a safe place. There's confidentiality. And, you know, one of the things that every group agrees on is whatever is discussed in that group does not leave that group. And that way you have transparency. You right. can be more open. And uh, I know for me, even for myself, as I've gone through some challenges in life, I value that group time to process that. And for all of you guys, all three of you sitting around the table, each one of you have spoken into my life at different times when my head wasn't quite right about something that was going on. And I think that's the way God intended for it to be, is you have to have other people, you know, to kind of keep you in line. So, you know, for the listener out there, man, I would really hope that either, A, you start a group just like Scott did, or if you don't really want to do that yet, get into a group. And there's really two ways, the the two easiest ways to find the groups are through the church website, which is thesimplechurch.tv, or the app. And there's a life group resource on both of those. And when you click on that and look through your choices, the way the system works is you choose one, put in your email address, contact information, and that group's going to reach back out to you directly, tell you when they're meeting, how they're meeting, and get you started. So that would be my encouragement to anybody out there listening. Guys, any last comments before we call it wraps on this podcast today? I do have a quick comment. Yes, oh, I'm I wanted to make a quick comparison on like um, everyday life and how that would relate to racing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, life can be busy, 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 uh, hustle and bustle, and you're going one way and the other, and at the end of the day, you didn't get much done. Right. In racing, you get out there and you think you want to smash that loud pedal to the floor and you're going to win the race, but actually you let off a little bit and you run a better race. Mm-hmm. So uh, you don't have to always be going wide open. That's right. Yeah, and, and to take that illustration a little further, the number one excuse for not going to a life group is they don't have time. Too busy. Don't have time. But, Cliff, I could not have said it better myself. I'm a big believer that if you do let off that gas pedal and give God a couple of hours, whatever night a group meets, I believe he gives you that time back and then some. And plus, too, like my group, because everyone's busy, that's why we meet the way we meet. 
Right. So there's groups to accommodate people. Sure. At different times and such. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Cliff, good luck to you as y'all yes. start off the racing yes, season. You. Joel, I know that the school system's been crazy right now <laughs> with everything going on with COVID. So, man, we wish you the best as you Thank wrap you. up another school year. And, uh, Scott, thanks for being an awesome host. Yeah. You're welcome. Scott is thanks, awesome. Scott. That's hey, right. Just to That's let you cool. know, I've, you know, I didn't start listening to this podcast until like a couple months ago. And I think I'm about 95% complete of listening to everything and just want to say that i've really enjoyed it it's a great product that y'all are putting out so just giving you a little feedback and you know kudos to you again for deciding to you know go on this journey and scott odom hey you're welcome i'm a fan i'm a i'm a fan of scott odom so you know i am too well i have many so get in line i'm your number one i got a shirt and everything I don't have a shirt. I may make one. Hey. <laughs> oh, can, Lord. Oh, we can just sell it for charity, Lord. maybe? So donate I really stuff. have. I've, I've thought, like, oh, you know no. how they have those comments. When com- you think, it scares me, because <laughs> yeah. which brain's doing like, the thinking? I was going to ask you a question about it. <laughs> But no, uh, you know, like Comic Cons and stuff. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. about renting a booth and just having eight by tens of me, black and white <laughs> photo, and just sitting there, see how many, you know, five dollars a pop. See if I get uh, any takes. Some people they're so wrapped up in that they're like, yeah. I don't know who this person is, but yeah. I'm getting my picture with them. Yeah. So you know, exactly. Yeah. I anyway. would come buy one. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, That's Dad. Awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> they could be the people running around pepping you up. Hey, hey, Scott Odom's here. Don't. And so just get them, Scott. draw them all in. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. All right, guys. It was great. Thank you. Till next time. Thank you. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to Cliff and Joel today talking about life groups, the way you do life together. Man, I really enjoyed our time. They're great guys. And also, remember, Cliff is racing out at Boot Hill on most Saturday evenings if you want to go out and see the race car. And also subscribe today. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of your week.